Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What up? What do the slow-burning romance of an enlightened lady and a self-serious nobleman and the contemptuous journey shared between a vain journalist and the spoiled girl who would who could be his next big story have in common? Hmm, I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched Pride and Prejudice. And this week I watched It Happened One Night. And now it's time to make... The, the Movie, movie connection. connection. And here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I am here with my sister... Casey! And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection. The Movie Connection. Which is a podcast where, you know, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and uh, just to remain connected in general, we decided to assign each other movies every week to watch, you know, normally that we haven't seen before. And then we sit down to discuss them, review them, and then we try to find out, is there anything that connects these two different movies? Right. Any connection. Any any at all absolutely any connection whatsoever sometimes it's really broad sometimes it's pretty specific and uh, right on the money um, yeah sometimes we really have to dig for it right um, this week you know it's gonna be hard for me to talk around the connections between these two movies <laughs> yeah there uh, are actually a few <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure and a few like really big ones uh, right you know um, so it was kind of fun to notice those connections um, Two different movies, obviously, but mm -hmm. at their core, like, they share something, you know. Um, and this is, uh, you know, we built up Valentine's <laughs> Day week so much, you know. <laughs> and uh, this week we came at you with, so I watched Pride and Prejudice for the first time. And, uh, you know, this is me, like, I, I think it's been established that Keira Knightley is pretty good at these period films. Uh, she's mm -hmm. kind of the new corset Kate, right? Uh, you know, uh, Kate Winslet was the was the period drama uh, right. woman. Um, now it's kind of Keira Knightley. Like, she mostly yeah. does period films, right? Um, I think she's, like, kind of moved away from it now. But there was definitely, like, I want to say, like, six or seven years where it seemed to be, like, what she did. Because she had this. She had Atonement. She had yeah. all of the Pirates movies. Yeah, right. Which are you period know, films, folks. They are. <laughs> they try know. wearing a corset, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. And then, what, like, The Duchess. The Duchess? Yeah, I forgot Anna about that one. Karin er Anna Karenina. Karenina. Um, yeah, a, a lot of these things. Like, yeah, she yes. kind of she kind of gets all the big ones. Has she played Queen Elizabeth yeah. yet? because uh, <laughs> she also tends to be called Up Elizabeth <laughs> you know um, she doesn't look like Queen Elizabeth that might be the no. problem um, yeah yeah. Um, but yeah so Keira Knightley you know period film and everything and then we got another yeah a period film again but uh, slightly different time period yes um, the black and white golden age era of Hollywood um, it happened one night it yeah. happened one night. And, you know, this is kind of, we don't do a lot of these uh, black and white, like, age films right? on this show, really. You know, we mostly That's try true. to stay kind of, re well, not. Sort of hip. Yeah, hip. Sometimes. Relevant, you know, <laughs> cool. 
Um, but no, we try to stick to the more recent decades and everything. So I think this is the first time we've drifted kind of back, you know? Yeah. Um, Francis Ha was in black and white, but it wasn't really a period. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. a period piece. Um, but yeah, these are interesting, uh, definitely products of their times, I think is fair to say. Yes. Um, have you read the book Pride and Prejudice? Yes. Okay, so you'll yeah. have more so, info for me. Yeah, let me just throw some shit out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Pride and Prejudice. Um, any form that I've ever like consumed it in, I've loved it. Uh, I read the book first when I was in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually like have done like you know a book report on it and character analysis of you know um, Darcy and Elizabeth. Um, Jacob just made a face at me. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I I like love Jane Austen as well. Ah, the author. Um yeah. she's very like obviously she's a feminist icon. Um she like did things when women weren't really allowed to. She wrote books for women, which like was really not a thing at that time. Um so I I admire her a lot and I've read most of her books probably. Oh, damn. Okay, cool. Um what yeah, are some I others? Do, uh, did, huh? She didn't do Jane Eyre. That's the Bronte sister. Um, right, right, right. That's, that's Bronte. Yeah, not her. Um, uh, I think that gets confused because Jane Austen. Jane, yeah, Jane Eyre. Eyre. Yep, that makes yeah. sense. Um, got it. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, what? Oh, right. But uh, other books that she's done, do you know off the top of your Oh, yeah, like Sense like, and Sensibility. Oh, okay. Sense Mansfield okay. Park. Okay. Like, yeah, very much the... Yeah, the costume uh, dramas of their times. Persuasion. Mm. Um, yeah, so many fun things, though. Awesome. But yeah, I think she's very cool. Um, and then, so you've seen this movie, and then you probably, you've seen the three-part miniseries, is it? Yeah, did BBC? you watch it? I did not. And oh, okay. Yeah. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people it. do like it more. Yeah, I know. Um, I bet there's a division, you know. There is definitely a division there. Um, a lot of people like it more, and I do understand part of the reason that they like it more, which is um, that it's longer, right? It's sure. like four hours. You get more depth, um, inevitably. Or six hours, yeah. So you get, and the thing about Pride and Prejudice is that it's a slow burn. It is. I, so you're like said, watching <laughs> two people fall in love. Um, and you know, you have to watch them like sort of hate each other at first. Do and they that's though? All... Do they? Sort, I didn't notice. Sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so that's probably one thing the miniseries does a little bit better is that you kind of get to see them fall You're in love You're spending a bit more time more. with them. So it like, you develop, it, it, builds. it feels more, yeah, right. It, it... As somebody that like has read the book and watched that. I was really excited for this and I still stand by that they do a pretty good job, but I do feel like they rush Elizabeth's feelings a little bit and we don't, it's not like when you're reading it and you get to see, to see it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Roger. Um, That makes sense. Interesting. And there's really only these two versions, right? There's no other like movie versions or. 
Anything not that, we that know I'm of? aware of. Like, yeah. So if there's another, like, hit me up, guys. Let me know if it's good. If it's not, I don't care. I'm gonna make a lot of uh, connections, if you will, uh, between this, <laughs> between this and Little Women. Uh, oh, be- fun! I feel like there's a lot of connections there, uh, starting with the time period. And, uh, but yeah, sorry, I don't, I won't get too into it. But just, just know that going forward, I'm gonna, I'm. I kept comparing it to Little Women all along the way. So, but That's anyway, fun. Little Women has like so many movies, you know. There's like so there's like many. five movies, five or six movies, and then you have the mini series, and then yeah, right. I do have a question that asks about something about Little Women, so ah, that's kind of fun. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Pride and Prejudice, I would say, has more recreations than anything else. Mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like modern they, adaptations. Like, yes, there's yeah. so many modern adaptations of Pride and Prejudice, and I would be lying if I didn't say that I enjoy them all. Hmm. Um, like, there's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, I was mean. that? I kind of wanted to see <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> was that any? You know, <laughs> stupid question. Was that good? But you know what I mean. Was it right. enjoyable? Well, uh, entertaining. Like I read the book, and it was fun. Okay. It was fun. Oh, yeah, okay. totally. Oh, it's a book. So oh, that's like, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. yeah, so there's like a lot of different uh, versions and like some stories that at first you don't realize, but then you figure out that they're pretty much retelling well, this I mean, story right. again and again. I mean, uh, just the mention of, uh, you know, watching a, a relationship where the characters start out hating each other. I mean, that brings up a lot of rom-coms, really. Uh, this is done yeah. more in a dramatic fashion, but that seems like typical rom-com uh setup you know and it reminds me of when harry met sally in a lot of ways yes yes totally totally yeah isn't that Um, funny yeah (laughs) that is so true and that's like my one of my favorite rom-com tropes um is that like enemies to lovers yeah fiasco scenario you know um it's just great for comedy and just great you know just great for drama in general like you know, it just there makes sense like, with the more it, tension, the more, you know. That's what I was just going to say. There is something, too, about, like, an instant chemistry when you have two people, like, zinging at each other constantly. Mm. Right? Like, it really builds on that chemistry. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we kind of been talking up Pride and Prejudice so much. So let's dive right into it. Let's uh, do with it. My, uh, in my own words, synopsis. Uh, shouldn't take too long. All right, so here we go. In my own words, Pride and Prejudice. In a time of elegant clothing, stuffy noblemen, and constant matchmaking matchmaking among even the moderately wealthy society, we are treated to the story of a very witty and progressive young lady named Elizabeth Bennet, played by Kira Knightley, who is watching as her friends and sisters seek out prospective husbands who will allow them security and prestige. But Elizabeth is content with being an observer until she encounters a Mr. Darcy, played by shit. What's his name? You should know. Something McFadden. You know, I really freaking should know because <laughs> of how many times I've watched this movie. Wait for it, folks. Wait for it. Matthew. There we go. Matthew McFadden. All right. Matthew McFadden. Uh, Mr. Darcy. Yes. Uh,. A wealthy man of high regard, but a man who Elizabeth finds insufferable and arrogant. Over time, as the two stubborn individuals continue to sling philosophical barbs at one another, Lizzie starts to realize her feelings towards this man may be more complex, especially as things start to happen that offer more insight into the true character of Mr. Darcy. 
Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy, a prolific character in literature. Yeah, um, very true. And vis-a-vis American culture. Or yes. not even American culture. British. So I keep forgetting, <laughs> like, this is this is European, you know? Definitely um, is. And again, like, the connection between, I mean, I felt that going in. And I'm like, why does it feel so much like Little Women to me? And they do take place around the same time. It's just different continents. We got America yes. and then uh, British. Yeah, and that's kind of true. Like, in, when we watch Little Women, you sort of see the... Um, British things that they were that they do in like Pride and Prejudice watered down just a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah. turning they're starting already to like turn it into a different place. Um, yes, yeah. um, and like it's all about matchmaking and stuff. You're gonna run into that a lot with in stuff these times of this yes. time period in general, like that, te- especially yeah, romance novels and such. Like that's yeah. That's just how it was done back then. So a lot of, you know, a lot of things have to be, you kind of have to adjust your mind around or whatever. Yeah. And that can be hard. And I did struggle with that, with this stuff. So a lot of, I tried to, you know, talk myself down with some of the stuff. But yeah, in the end, Mr. Darcy just seemed like an asshole. Um, I get that. And uh, now we got a little more shades. Like I got a little more of his... uh motivations i suppose and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's like yeah but you're still kind of a you know your circumstances are your circumstances you're still kind of a jerk and just not really compatible with elizabeth in my opinion and yet like you know we're just and yet we're expected to think that it's like no this this is a match made in heaven like yep i don't know about that i kind of have to just go with it at that point i did enjoy like the I enjoyed the before they really, like, fell in love part. And, you know, it's kind of fun to figure out, like, where does it happen really? When does it happen? Because there's the signature. I liked the close-up shots of the hand, like, and especially when you read the BTS stuff of, like, yeah. why, why we get all those yes. close-ups. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, you know, because everybody goes into Pride and Prejudice knowing Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth are going to fall in love. Um, and so it is really fun to go in and be like, when is this going to happen? That's mm. kind of a fun way to watch it. Because I'm like, yeah, right. You're like, well, they clearly hate each other and it's great. But uh, yeah, I know that they end up together. Where, when do, when does the love, st- <laughs> when does the love start to make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just found him to be pretty like, yeah, like all of the all of the things that uh, Elizabeth uh, calls him out for. Um, very self serious, totally like you know, and like that's the biggest part. It's like this guy's just dull. Like why? Like wh- why? Um, now, granted, like that's the easy thing for the time period. We're just like, well, it's slim pickings, you know. <laughs> um, and you did have to get married mm-hmm. or end up a spinster. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I hear you. And like, there are criticisms for Mr. Darcy. He's definitely not a perfect character. Um, but like for me, what's always drawn me to him is that he's like more introverted than a lot of male characters. And I do like that. Mm -hmm. And I think this guy does a good job of like 
showing that. He's like more shy and he doesn't always know what to say, you know? Right. I think he really brings out that part of him. Um, and so I liked that. But he is arrogant. And the reason that Lizzie is so good for him is because she like knocks him down a few pegs, you know? Right. And I, if I got that, I would love that. I didn't get that impression. Like, so, this is the problem I have with a lot of like rom coms and romances in general, where I like where I start to disconnect is where it's too one sided. Like, and you run into the like a perfect example of this is Greece for me, where it's like mm. the only one who is asked to change in the end is Sandy. Like, Danny has doesn't have to change anything about himself. Danny doesn't have to dress up in preppy clothing or whatever and stuff like that. No, like. Sandy dresses up as a greaser and whatever. Yeah. And then we have the iconic song. But um, but yeah, and this feels like an example of like he didn't I didn't see much change. And like once I read an article about it and somebody mm -hmm. pointed out to me like what the changes were, it made a little more sense. But, you know, you shouldn't have to do that. Um, and I do think, too, that like I will agree with you there. He doesn't change a lot. I think that, like, as the reader from Elizabeth's perspective, like, our perspective of him changes with hers, oh, right? Okay. okay. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, I do agree that it would have been a little bit better had they done, like, a bigger character arc for him. Yeah, just a just a bit. And, like, uh, you know, yeah. Greta Gerwig, where are you? Come, <coughs> Excuse me. Come make a Pride and Prejudice movie. Pretty much. Like... Because that would be cool. I feel like, yeah, you could. I mean, there's a great feminist angle to be had here. Yes. So I sent you a couple of article, a couple yes. of articles for each of these movies. One on Pride and Prejudice that was really good because I needed, I needed somebody to help me with. Like, why is what's the big thing with Mr. Darcy? Can somebody explain this to me? And it's like that's fair. Uh, when you start to look at him as the prototype for the good and the bad in mm -hmm. any English nobleman, that's a little better. Like, okay, if he's being used as a, an, what's it called? An analog for this, in this case, Jane Austen's, I guess, opinion on the English man. Um, yes. I like that. Totally. Like, so that's kind of cool. Um, but that makes me, like, that's a little more cool liter literary relief. <laughs> <laughs> that's in, a word. In literature. <laughs> it's see that see that's more fun in literature cuz you right you're going on the journey, you have to, you know, read stuff into it. The author's helping you out with description and stuff like that. It's a little harder to make stuff like that come across, I guess, in movie form, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. At least for me, I get it and this could all just be it just didn't work for me. Because I know thing. there are lots of people that love this stuff. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like a movie that I've seen too, like so many times. And my best friend Chantelle and me, we used to watch it like anytime we would have a sleepover. So it also does have like a sentimental factor for me. Sure. Um, also being like one of the first books that I ever really loved. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I hear what you're saying. Like, and I, I do agree that like there's a lot of... It's like this movie was definitely made for people who already, like, read it or watched the longer version, right? Right, right. Well, and, yeah, that kind of, uh, so let's, I mean, the things that I did enjoy about it, 
at the end of the day, beautifully shot. Like, you can't argue uh, that. Like, <laughs> it's so gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, they show off with their first shot where it's just like, and sunrise. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, and the music it. is like so good too. <laughs> yes. I love yes. the, the yeah. piano, like the classical. So beautiful. Totally. Um, beautifully shot. Um, I can't hate on any of the performances. Like, perform- <laughs> like performances across the board are pretty solid, you know? Um, like, and there's so many awesome people in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I feel like we talked a little bit, of, somehow we talked a little bit about Pride and Prejudice, maybe in the Little Women episode, because I feel like we have talked about Mr. Collins before. Yeah, Mr. Collins. <laughs> I feel like he's been brought up, uh, be- this was back when we were doing Pirates of the Caribbean movies, because... Uh, that's uh, f- that's fucking Beckett <laughs> or no, Bennett Be- Beckett Beckett that's Beckett. Uh-huh. Beckett and Elizabeth Swan. What a it was so weird to see because it's like wait what is it's so weird right? You guys are like enemies in a weird way. It's so weird. It's, uh, it's but, so weird. But it Mr. works. Um, they have great chemistry in that in that way where it's like they totally do. Um, it was great. Um. And uh, so, yeah, so then performances were great, beautifully shot. Um, I really felt like, uh, and this was, this was also kind of an obstacle for me, um, I really enjoyed the dialogue because it felt very, it was Shakespearean in a way, where it felt yes. like it was all directly lifted from the book. Um, you know what I mean? Some of it definitely was, yes. The but wo- they do change things around a little bit as well. But it, they did a, like a really nice job with with how they speak it's beautiful because the manner in which everybody speaks it's very formal it feels like you know a deliberate way of speaking as opposed to which you would which you get with shakespeare um yeah and which kind of always throws me because like did people seriously talk like this back then i don't think they did like i think we're taking a literary literature style and like just making it cool and like it's on the actor to sell it and stuff i don't like i'm sure people talked a little more flowery like a little more roundabout but it can get frustrating where it's like oh yeah i don't i can't even think of an example but it's just where (laughs) everything part of like the fun that elizabeth makes at it too like when they when they do dance and she's just like and now you're supposed to ask me about the weather and you know like it is sort of her making fun of like their weird formal the way in which they all speak constantly and and the small talks that they're all expected to have you know because it's like everybody everything that would get said in one sentence gets expanded into a paragraph or something. Yes. It's just as simple as that where it's like you had, you almost had your stock like preambles to everything that you want to say, like, you know, totally. So funny. Um, so I really appreciated that, but also at times was like, what did they just fucking enough say? Enough. Like, what did, what, did, what did they just fucking say? I don't. And this is where little women had, did have that going for it, but it did felt like, you know, uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, Modernized it up a little, it a little bit. bit. Modernized it a little bit just to make it uh, able to be followed by us modern audiences. Yes. This one I don't think was as concerned with that, which is fine because I like that. It, it causes me to be more engaged. I pay more attention. Uh, but Little Women, I don't know. It just, uh, I was more on board. Like the pol- The politics are the same. It's all about marrying who, who's marrying who and stuff like that. And yes. I just cared more about the characters in Little Women than I did about 
any of the characters in Pride and Prejudice. As much as I love, yeah. uh, like, uh, uh, Lizzie's sisters are pretty cute, especially um, the younger ones. Um, Kitty and... Um, Kitty and Georgina? Kitty and Lydia. Lydia, there it is. Played by Jenna Maloney and uh, Carrie Mulligan. Yes. Which was so awesome to see. I, I didn't recognize Carrie Mulligan, like, at all. Um, Jenna I, Maloney. She's so young. <laughs> yeah. Jenna Maloney, I can catch her anywhere. And just just because, like, oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. She just brings such a good, again, like, this movie showed it. She just brings such a good energy to every movie. Like, she's an American amongst all these Brits. Like, that's saying something. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So... With all of that stuff said, you got some Q&A for me? I do. <laughs> yeah. it, okay. was a, it was a lot. It was a lot to wrap my head around. Like, I just... It is. It's, just, you are, like, going backwards in time to a world that's not yours, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's no Little Women. I even said that in my notes. I was like... <laughs> that's okay. I understand. Um... And Rosamund Pike as the other sister. Yeah. A lot of really good actresses in here. A lot of actresses so who went on to... So many awesome actors and actresses. Yeah. Like, uh, Donald Sutherland is the dad. Weird. Again, like an American playing... And pulls it off really well. He's awesome. I love him so much. Yeah, he's great in this um, as opposed to Hunger Games. <laughs> I mean, he's really good at that, too. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, but like, he's, he's a little more likable. <laughs> Much more likable in this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hop in with my uh, Little Women question. Yeah. Um, how do you compare the fa uh, family dynamics in this versus uh, Little Women? See, I think they are similar in a lot of ways. I think that, you know, her sisters are her ride or dies. Um, you Especially even... Jane, right? Yes, yes. And you get, uh, you even get a little bit of the... Um... Because one sister gets married, but it's not exactly like how they want it to happen. Yeah, how it's they wanted kosher. it to happen or anything like that. And she's definitely more uh, free spirited, if you will. Yes. Um, Jenna Maloney always plays those characters really well. She's so good. Um, yeah. So that was great. So and so that's kind of similar to. So there was, I always forget that sister's name, and it was Florence Pugh's character. Oh, yeah. Um, Amy. Amy. So it, that kind of felt like the Amy to me. Um, but other than that, uh, so the Brits there is just so much more concerned about formalities and balls and this and that and, uh, yeah, procedure and stuff like this as opposed to Little Women, it felt like, the remnants of that society, but yes. Americanized. Yes. So it felt a little uh, funner, I guess. Uh, I agree. Stuffy. And also, like, for Little Women, you have Marmee as the mom, and she's just this, like, really cool lady, and she's so sweet, and she's, like, 
so loving. This mom, not she so reminds much. She's like unhinged, like, right? Right? Yeah. What is this mom's yeah. deal? <laughs> yeah, because Marmy's kind of like Mrs. Weasley, like from Harry Potter. She's like the mom to anyone who needs a mom, and yeah. she's so sweet. Right. And then this mom is just like everybody needs to get married right now. <laughs> Which you know, back then that was like the mom's job. If she had daughters, True she had to get them married to good families. But this lady is just she's a, she's lot. a lot, and her husband just doesn't really seem to give a fuck. <laughs> Um, Mr. Right. Bennett, and yeah. they don't really seem to like each other that yeah. much. Um, it took me a while. I was like, "Wait, they're married?" Because they, she even married. constantly refers to him as Mr. Bennett. Mr. And stuff. Bennett. There's mm-hmm. so there's this distance. It seems. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's weird, and they're you know their characters are just really different, even in the book too. Yeah. Um. Some people like are like, "Oh, he's almost autistic in the way that he." Like, some people would have made that generalization about the dad, um, which you don't really, I don't really get from this one. But, um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. The different moms, you know, and then the yes. different relationship dynamic, too, between the two groups of sisters. Because yes. in Little Women, everybody's just, like, overly super affectionate. And here, everybody is a little more stuffy, a little more reserved. Right. Uh, yeah, with don't the exception of Lydia, who's yeah. just like a wild child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much a wild child. And uh, yeah, and see, and even that's like, we're, again, supposed to just accept it's like, oh, no, that's good. I was like, I don't, like, that was, that was wrong from beginning to end. Like, the way it happened, the... The marriage? Way, yeah, the way it ended up, like, all of it. I hated all of it. Because even the dad, what a fucking asshole. Like, fuck you. Like, well, I, well, it's a, only a little price to pay. It's like, oh, well, thank God. Like, <laughs> Well, back then, you had to pay for your daughter to get married, too. I know, but and so that's all your daughter is, though? Like, you know, I don't like it. Like, no, I she's agree. She's a person. That may, like, I yeah. hear you. Yeah. But, like, so this girl, if she would have not gotten married to this guy because she had been caught she would have, have been, been ruined for all other men yeah and yeah. like probably would have ended up a spinstress that had to live with their parents and burden them see you know? so in the end it's all because of the patriarchy so see like even yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. that's so true <laughs> right yeah. fuck the patriarchy fuck man the patriarchy because see <laughs> even then like it's it, like <laughs> It's clearly, yeah, society is skewed a little in favor of a certain, like, <laughs> a certain yeah. kind of person, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this story. Yeah. Oh, but Joe uh, and uh, Elizabeth are very similar, though. Yeah. They yeah. are similar. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely are. They're, both of them are a little bit more feminist than the other siblings, too. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, cause like with Elizabeth, it's like, she wants to fall in love and she refuses to get married on a, any other like standard, you know? Right. She's like, I'm not just going to be arranged. I'm not going to be just sold off. Uh, she, and she's fortunate enough to have parents that allow that. Um, yes, that's unusual. <clears throat> Supportive of such an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. uh, this story shows just how little rights women had. Um, if Mr. Bennett dies, his house will go to the next male heir. Um, and they like to bring that up. So, like, Mr. Collins is, like, a distant cousin because Mr. Oh. Bennett had no sons. Uh-huh. 
like he is to inherit the house when Mr. Bennett dies, even though all his wife and all of his unmarried daughters live there. Yes. Yes. Wait, Mr. Collins is going to inherit the house? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beckett? Yes, Beckett. Yeah, right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, the one that... That proposed to Elizabeth first. Yes, who, by the way, so Mr. Collin, like, (laughs) what a character. So I feel like uh, what went through my mind is, like, the way he behaves, it's like he's afraid he's going to break at any point. Is that how he's described in the book or something? Like, I feel like you've described him. No, he's just sort of like this little stuffy man um, that Elizabeth has no interest in. And he sort of likes to boast about himself a little bit which you get to see a little bit in this like when she goes and visits her friend who married him charlotte right yeah charlotte when she goes to visit charlotte and he's all like i love that part any woman (laughs) would be happy to and they're (laughs) they're gone gone. (laughs) (laughs) i love he really like i was impressed by the performance because i'm so used to beckett it's like wow he's actually kind of got some comedic timing like he does he's funny I like when he, like, goes to talk to Mr. Darcy at the ball and he, like, stands directly behind him. I'm like, who does that? (laughs) (laughs) Who stands directly behind the person? That's so awkward. Yeah. That's so weird. uh, If any other feminist qualities did you see in this movie? I mean, it all kind of resides with Lizzie. And uh, so once you look at Darcy as as the, the 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 pros and cons of a noble Englishman through a enlightened woman's perspective that put yeah. like it almost makes I mean the whole movie is feminist in that way then because even totally. though Darcy's behavior is pretty you know shitty douchey um mm-hmm. it's done in service of it's like yeah right that's what I'm saying like <laughs> Right, totally. And I really love, too, how um, she writes all the different scenarios of marriage, right? She, like, writes about Elizabeth, who only will marry for love. Mm. Um, and her sister also is lucky enough to, to find love. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, like, quite the friend... himbo. I liked, I liked that, uh, oh, crap, I, for, I forget that guy's name. Bingley. Big, Bigley? Bingley? Um, yes. Who she ends up married to. Um, seems like a charming enough felt just kind of a himbo where it's just yeah. like kind of a jock like a like an, an aristocratic jock if you will he where it's is just like such like if he was around right now he would be a fuck boy yeah but yeah in a good way like yeah. you know he's harmless like, like he's not a bad guy like fortunately like no you know, no he's, he's good just, he's you know, a little impressionable but he's good yeah like yeah himbo you know yeah <laughs> yeah very funny yeah That's he did true. A, he did a good job though yeah yeah, but I like that oh, okay. she shows but, all these examples yes. of, like, of women getting married because they had to and, like, making the decision for themselves. Like, her one, her friend Charlotte, she's like, well, he's not yeah. a terrible person yeah. and <laughs> right. I'll get to have my own house. Right. And I won't have to live with my parents anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and no then way. we see her parents, too, who I don't really feel like they love each other that much, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's it is totally just being like, look at the society, look at what women have to do. Like, yes, we have to pay for men to marry us, and hopefully, you know, other fathers will be lucky enough to have boys and and things like that. You know. Yeah, crazy. Yep. Um, do you think that the balls portrayed in these movies look fun? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, because. <laughs> 
So I took a dance class in middle school and never again. Oh. Um, no, wait. It had to have been high school. Okay. Um, so took a dance class in middle school. Fuck, high school. <laughs> and and uh, we did, they actually taught us like these old fat, they called it folk dances. Oh my God. Which, I am so jealous. Yeah. Which is where like, apparently you did. You had to know the, and I don't know how, how the fuck did this shit happen? Did people just collect <laughs> and be like, okay, this is how you do the, the fox chase. And the, and they had cool <laughs> names like that. Oh, we're doing the this and the this. So you go to these balls, and so it's like every track is just another. Now hop to <laughs> cha cha. Now y'all, <laughs> like it's just nothing, you know. It's like that's like my favorite dance to do is the one that they t- the cha cha slide. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would love these dances. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that it's just I wonder just how like just through osmosis you kind of learn them. I guess it's so weird. I don't. I well, they might teach like, them at finishing schools. I'm sure. I was um, gonna say I feel like they teach them in finishing schools, yeah. and then people who don't go to finishing school have hmm. like a governess. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the governess probably teaches them. Okay, so you did. You just yeah. They just uh, and then they change thing. every so often, and, and so you have to learn the new ones. Mm. It's just crazy. I would feel like I'm just glad. I'm like, we don't have that kind of pressure now where it's just like, <laughs> that is a where lot of like pressure. a track comes on. And it's like, oh, oh, nope. I got to set this one out. I, I don't know. I don't know. the. <laughs> I don't know the moves to this one. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's just, yeah. yeah but it's I do think like I I do wish that we had like occasion to dress up with our family and go and dance with people maybe not <laughs> choreographed dances sure. like these okay <laughs> because also i'm not good under that pressure but um just like the parties look fun to me gotcha. i'm like i'm jealous <laughs> of that part of that time period like okay. i hate everything else about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think that that looks so fun and i just think they always make it look extra fun in these movies right because yeah. like little women too that's like one of my favorite scenes in little women yes um, yeah, they did good with that stuff but i think yeah. maybe they uh, were more fun back then because now like so the equivalent of these now like they are stupid right because it's basically like nobody dances everybody just uh canoodles and tries have, to kiss right, each when other's you have a party, it's and... like yeah, you just have drinks and food, and it's not like that. Like, I think dancing is so fun. Yeah. So I do wish there was more dancing in everyday life. I'm like Elizabeth <laughs> in that way, I guess. Yeah. Oh, true. She says something to that degree. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nice. She loves dancing. So yeah. do I. Hmm. Um, haha, this will be a fun question. Yeah. Um, many women, myself included, fell in love with Mr. Darcy in the pages <laughs> of Jane Austen's novel. Yeah. <laughs> It's much harder to see why in a two-hour film. Yeah. Still, what did you think of Mr. Darcy? Fuck Mr. Darcy. No. <laughs> so. Yes, bring it. <laughs> no, okay. So I thought this actor did a good job. At, so I guess I do take away from it what Jane Austen ultimately maybe wanted, or at least what some people have gleaned from it, and I keep bringing it up, where it's like, he does, he fits the archetype of yeah. what we hate and kind of, I guess, love about English nobility, especially of that time. So, yeah, um, I do not think he's necessarily a good, uh, I don't know, uh, figure to maybe idolize, like as a male figure and everything like that. But he definitely stands out as one of the more iconic characters, for sure, because of yeah. what what's being done with him and everything. 
Um, but overall, like, I don't know, like, and I guess there, like, there does seem to be a little more depth to him, a little more humility, but, uh, uh, I don't have the patience for it, so I don't think we'd, uh, hang out. Um, <laughs> he does seem to be a good friend. Yeah, he did. He did. Even like, if that he's like good. kind yeah. of an ass to Elizabeth, he is a really good friend to his friend. Like he was like, oh, my friend is like in love with this right. girl. She barely looks at him. She dances with other guys. Like I got to get him out of here. So that was kind of cool where it's like from his perspective, like he was basically doing the same thing that Elizabeth was doing for. And then James, he like, right? you know, told his friend, hey, this chick is actually in love with you. Yeah. And he, like, helps him propose, which is nice. Yeah, yeah totally. So he's a so, good friend. Yeah, and that seems... Else. Yeah, right. And, like, almost to a fault, though, right? Where it's just like, uh, I'm such a good friend that I'm going to fuck up the... I'm going to do my own, like, <laughs> do my own work to fuck this shit up in the way I can because you could never be upfront about your... Mm-hmm. <laughs> your manipulation, you know. Yes, that's um, true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you had to manipulate it and, yeah. Um, yeah, that almost sits more better with me than what he ends up doing with, uh, Lydia, right? Lydia Mm -hmm. and, uh, what's his name? Who I wanted to like in the beginning and they did a good job at like turning it around Uh, and being like, oh shit, he sucks. (laughs) He sucks so much. The Orlando Bloom wannabe. (laughs) Yeah, totally. He was like, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mr. Darcy, it it happened. Like Mr. Darcy says, like, good day. Miss Elizabeth. It's like he had to say Miss Elizabeth because, yeah. Yes, that's right. And now I want to do a mashup. It's like, no, no, no. This is how you say it. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Um, Good day. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. (laughs) No, totally. I I agree with that 100%. Like, he, but like, he did the only thing he knew how to do, which was buy her sister out of the problem Mm. and pay that guy off because, like, they were already in a compromised position and it looks and like so, you know what i think they're gonna be happy together i get like you know i don't know seems like she's like so delirious she's gonna be happy regardless yeah precisely and he'll like you know who knows like yeah he's kind of an asshole but let's hope that yeah maybe uh he comes around or something yeah yeah he's just like really bad with money yeah yeah right and, and then just yeah. expects his friend to bail him out every time right. uh like a stupid idiot yeah dumbo himbo (laughs) no bad himbo (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you know mr darcy uh total uh total uh slytherin uh total scorpio yes and yes i will agree with those yeah good big brother too yeah oh for sure definitely loves his sister that uh yeah that that helps (laughs) it does it's good yeah um Okay, I think it's time for our favorites. Favorites. All right. All right. Favorite performance. I mean, you have to kind of give it to Keira Knightley. She's uh, so good. Like, she's really good. Um, I will say, not my favorite performance of hers, though. Um, yeah. Like, I'm going to, and uh, I might assign it this season, maybe next season. I've got a Keira Knightley movie of my own that I want to assign you. Um, Ooh, excellent. Um, that I really, like. I was like, holy shit, give her all the awards. Like, you know, um, because Karen Knightley, I think people underrated as an actor. Like, she's actually pretty dang good. Um, yeah, I agree. And then my honorable mention, though, would be Mr. Tom Hollander. Like, I had, He's like, so and that's good. Mr. Collins for everybody. Like, 
I was so like taken aback, like holy, what is this guy doing? Like this, what was what a character choice. He does play him in such a fun way. Yeah, and is this character? What's this character like in the uh, miniseries? Is is he like this or? Uh, not quite like this. No, mm. not from my memory. It's been a long time since I watched the miniseries. Um, because it's so long, it's like not one that I rewatch a lot. Although I know people who do. Awesome. Uh, favorite scene. So that would be when Lizzie visits Charlotte and Mr. Collins, actually. It's like, yeah. It's so good. With that funny scene and her and Charlotte have a good chit chat and lots of good awkward moments. Like, and I actually kind of like when Mr. Collins does the proposal. Um, it gets a little infuriating when... It's he like, won't accept now. Well, yes, that and but also like kind part. of how ruthless their sisters are and everything, like laughing or laughing at oh, him. I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't like that, like laughing at him, like in his face and stuff. It's just, it's not very. Nice. Yeah, the sisters are mean. Yeah. that's for sure. Um, yeah, he didn't take want to take no for an answer, but she she had to really dig her heel in and yeah. be like, no, cut it out, bro. Yeah. Her mom was so mad at her. I'm like, ugh, lady. Yeah. Get it together. Bad mom. Bad mom. Good actor, but bad Good mom. Good actress, yeah. Uh, favorite quote. And here's what's shitty is like, it actually is from Mr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that makes me happy. So he said, because I relate to this so hard, and this is what made me realize, oh, Mr. Darcy's a Scorpio, because <laughs> I find it hard to forgive the follies and the vices of others. Or their offenses against me. My good opinion, once lost, is lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel that shit, man. It's like, yeah, don't fucking, yeah. Once I sever my tie with you, you're fucking, you're done. You're done, you're done. bro. <laughs> I love that. That's I love the, the, the pettiness. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. That's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and then uh, would you rewatch and recommend? So sadly, I think this is a no on both parts. I mean, maybe That's a okay. re maybe a rewatch just to see if they can win me over. But uh, it was a bit of a struggle. And then uh, recommend, eh, not so much. I just I just feel like we've got better examples. Watch Little Women, like you know. Yeah. Little Women though is a different story. Yes. I suppose. Because this is definitely about women like being married off to men. Mm -hmm. And Little Women isn't really that. No. Yeah, I guess not. it focuses more on the family dynamics and sisterhood yes. and all that shit. Yeah. All that shit, you know. All that garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you rate it? So I give it a two. I give it a two stars out Damn. of five. Uh, one okay. for each of our leads because they both do good. <laughs> I mean, you know. He earned that star with the way he walks across those uh, those misty, misty rolling hills. Mm-hmm. Pretty hot. <laughs> so beautiful. And the ending, too, that apparently only Americans got um, with him calling her Mrs. Darcy. That was pretty, pretty hot, too. That was pretty good. That was pretty cute. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. cute. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. There we go. Because it's a juicy story. All right, so with that, I think it is time for us to move on to the movie I signed you, Casey. Whoop, whoop. Tell me a little something about 
It happened one night. Spoiled rich girl, Ellie Andrews, <laughs> impulsively marries King Wesley. Mm. So what does her father do? He takes her away on his boat. He kidnaps her. He, ki- <laughs> um, he kidnaps her, folks. Yeah, right. And Ellie does the only logical thing, and she jumps ship. <laughs> so good. She gets on a bus, and there she meets a reporter named Peter, who offers her his help with the condition that he gets an exclusive story. Mm. As they travel together and get into some shenanigans, (laughs) they just might start to fall in love. They just might. All right. Another uh, hate hating to love story yes like let's just name that as our that's, first connection exactly right now. like that's what i'm saying we kind of can't really avoid some of these connections but that's yeah. okay because we'll just wrap them all up in the end though too but but yeah. right we got another example of yeah uh people who start out kind of contemptuous and then kind of grow to like each other and then love each other i guess yeah. Um, according to the movies, like <laughs> according to the way uh, they they decide to tell it. Um, awesome. So this was from the 30s, I think. Um, yeah, long time and ago. So I misspoke, I think, in my if you listen to the last episode in saying that this was the first like rom com. So this is considered actually the first screwball comedy. I had it backwards, yeah. you know. Um, but I. I would disagree with that. Like the reason why it doesn't feel that way to me is it doesn't feel that way to me. It doesn't contain all of the elements that a screwball comedy does going forward. It feels a little more uh, ahead of its time in that way, I guess, because it felt more like a conventional rom-com. Like this, like the, the description you just gave, doesn't it sound like so many rom-coms we've been treated to over the years and decades? It totally does. And I feel like they draw from the well of this movie. Like it kind of, starts here in a lot of ways yeah absolutely the american rom-com anyway um because again you've got elements of there's like when harry met sally in here and sleepless in seattle and movies like that um so awesome uh just off the bat like how do you feel about this time period movies in general like you have a lot that you like or uh, is a little grading for you um I'm trying to even think of a movie that I like during this time period. Yeah, you know? Because it's it's not that I dislike, uh, you know, old move, older movies. Um, I love the accents that people have. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> like, I think my oldest movies are, like, the Bing Crosby ones that I watched during Christmas time, which are in the 50s. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, don't, not so much the black and white stuff, you know? Not as much, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't hate it. No, I, did, I like, you know, enjoyed watching this. Like, it was definitely, they did a great job filming it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is Frank Capra, the fellow who brought us It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. So, great director. One of my favorite directors. And that's why um, I was kind of excited to revisit this movie. Because I remember, like, kind of liking it and just you know, chalked it up to, oh, it's another Frank Capra classic. Um, it was fun to revisit because this time around I was like, oh, shit, I do not like this as much as I remember. Like, <laughs> and again, it's just, stuff just doesn't age well, folks. You know, it it it, it just happens. Yeah. 
Um, and it's we, true. We've got two, I mean, Clark Gable. Um, I've never seen Gone with the Wind, and at this point, I kind of feel like it would be pointless to, like, I already know that it's got a share of problems that would probably not sit well with me. I've never watched it either, actually. Yeah. And it's... It's an iconic I have movie. a dress. It's like a green and velvet. It's velvet and it's green, a light green. And everybody always tells me it looks like the dress from Gone with the Wind. Oh, but which has can't. made me want to watch it, but <laughs> uh-huh. I just haven't brought myself to watch it. Yeah, same. Uh, because I have heard like that it's like misogynistic and kind of gross. Yeah, pretty problematic. Yeah, right. Problematic. See, see, and again, like a lot of people. It's just taken for granted. It's like, yeah, it has its problems, but you know, Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane. These are they're they're forever in our hearts. Like we can move on. Like we can we can move on. We've clearly moved on as a society. Like why? Like, ugh, quit holding up these movies so high. Yeah, don't do it, man. Um, awesome. So, yeah, there's that the the time period element. Um. I said I told you to look a little bit into the history like this was one of the I think this was the first movie to have the sweep of the big five Academy Awards. I know. Um, and I know. only like and, two um, other movies have done this insane. That is crazy. And right. uh, Claudette uh, Col- Colbert. Colbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't think it was going to win any. So she didn't go to the award show. Yeah. And then they called her up and she like made them hold her train, much like her character, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Um and that's went true. and accepted her award. <laughs> yeah. And say that's so funny. They make so a point of funny. saying like she was in like a traveling suit when she accepted it at the time. So funny. <laughs> um and this was back in the heyday of the Oscar Oscars were pretty new. So Yeah, I've... it was like seventh annual like the seventh ever Oscars. Yeah. I did yep. read about that. And so seventh one and you got the big sweep, you know. Um, the two other movies, I believe, were One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Silence of the Lambs, I think. Yep. The point being, and what's the big five, you ask? So, best picture, best actor, best actress, uh, best director, and best screenplay. Like, those are kind of, I mean, that's, that, I mean, those are the elements that make a prima movie, right? Your lead actors, your writer, your director, and the movie yes. itself. Yes. Uh, and so uh, this one, yeah, swept them all, and and it just and it's just some so funny that it's like, well, you know, that will happen. It's only happened three times, folks. Like, so it's kind of a big deal. Uh, sorry, it big is. deal. It is, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so let us get into the Q and A, shall Let's we? Do it. Oh, how do you, <laughs> this ties into my general question about you know the history of this. And how do you feel about it being one of Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin's favorite movies? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, we're like, so does that mean? You can be a mean... really bad person and still like, <laughs> like, I think it was such a popular movie, right? Yeah. That it would have been a bigger deal to be like, that's my least favorite movie ever. But right. it's not like they had a ton to choose from. Exactly. Um, And, you know, it, it is like a charming yeah movie absolutely um, and i think it it's just funny to say it's like oh adolf hitler liked it's it it's like so well you know weird. everybody liked it like so yeah, you're right it's, it's so like, weird though because yeah. i did see that when i was like reading up on the movie after i watched it i was like oh right and then i was like oh okay. and then it's like and so then you're just like well does that it doesn't make it a nazi movie or anything you know no. it's like because <laughs> it's like what am i supposed to think yeah it's so funny. yeah um 
All right, so so this uh, features some depictions of male-female relationships that are pretty outdated. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you think we've improved on the depiction of these relationships in modern rom-coms, and how have things maybe not changed as much? Like, let's point yeah. out the, like, what am I talking about here? <laughs> sure. Like, okay, so the relationship uh, between her and her dad. Like, okay, right. So from the get-go, like, this guy... Holding her hostage, pretty much, right? Holding her hostage. Doesn't he smack her? Yeah, he does. He does smack her. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, obviously not something that would be in a movie now unless it was, like, about an abuser. Mm. Um, right. Uh, I did like her response, and, though, of, like, it's like, oh, really, motherfucker? Well, fuck you, then. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> it um, away. And, and same, too, with... Um, Ah. Uh, Peter, he mm. also like he smacks her ass. Smacks her ass. He, like spanks her. Like uh, shut so up. Um, like tells her to shut yeah, up tells too her much. Multiple times. Like that one. Um, that's the biggest one that got me cringing. Where it's like, ah, stop telling her to shut up. Or yeah. like, like, or that she doesn't respond. Like that's the worst part. It's just like, like call him out. Like yeah. Yeah, she wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, some things that. Obviously, again, that would be, like, an abuser-type talk. Like, we saw in Titanic, that guy was like that with Rose, kind of. Yeah. Um, cow. Like, yeah, cow. <laughs> um, but nowadays, uh, things that haven't changed as much, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we've got the enemies to lovers trope that's really great. It's true. That has um, stood the test of time. And it does, it does still see, work. It's so weird. Like It still works. Yeah. It still works. And uh, same even with, like, um, going on a trip and falling in love with the person you're on a trip. Like, proposal comes to mind. Yeah. Like, they go to Alaska and they fall in love. True. Um, yeah, very true. So that's, like, another thing that has, is still exists. Um, right, right. Hmm. Uh, the family relationship of the dad being, like, marry the guy Overbearing, that Overbearing, like... Yeah. Yeah, both of the I would say that still exists as well. Right. And even the like the walking down the aisle thing, I feel like we've had that scene a few times where it's Oh like, yeah, so many times I feel like. The the big the dad melt your heart moment, like that tends yes. to happen in rom coms. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um yeah. Cause so right, I, I didn't I really like, like the dad character until like that last moment was kinda nice and sweet, you know. Yeah, I definitely didn't like him until after she came back and she's, like, ready for her wedding. And he's like, are you sure you want to, you yeah. know? And then he's like, we can leave. We can call this whole thing off. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, good. Yes. Good on yeah, you, Dad, because totally. I know you already paid for all this. <laughs> um, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So that yeah, was great. He kinda, uh, that was unexpected. Like, he kind of came through in the end for me. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, no, like, I was and like, when, sucks oh yeah at the beginning i was like he's so gross and then he's sending all these people looking for her and i'm like ew yeah right um not cool not cool you know and in some ways i find movies from this time period almost or even set in this time period uh which is 50s or wait well no 30s right no 30s 40s yeah because uh, it's depression yep um so depression or like yeah you know and leading into the 50s and stuff like it's just harder to watch like just in terms of those dynamics the male and female dynamics just hard Plus, to watch i gotta say i like am not a fan of 
the mustache that every guy has. Like both of the Pencil leads thing. have the same mustache. <laughs> um, I really hate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if I could change something about that time period, it would definitely be those mustaches. Um, <laughs> and women's rights. But, yes. you know, <laughs> mustaches for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, they yeah, have no, their I, they I, have their charm, but sometimes more than some movies more than others, like the sexism is just too it's just too and the racism is just too hard to watch. So hard, yeah. I'm yeah. glad there was no like blatant racism. Not in this. really, not um, blatant. Like there was, like yeah, no, not not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know the sexism definitely was there. It was prominent, but. There were some feminist qualities to her character as well. I noticed that. I was impressed, or yeah, surprised. Yeah. Me too. And like, I was like, this is so cool because it was such a big movie yeah. too that it's like kind of nice uh, for women to see an example of another woman like breaking free of her dad and like trying, yeah. you know, even just going out on her own for a bus ride across the country. That's a That's big deal, true. right? And like, yeah, and scandalous. Like, I. I was impressed by this so movie scandalous. pushed the envelope in a lot of ways where I'm like, you know what? They like, even I'm like, you know, obviously oh I'm goodness. coming from 20, <laughs> 20, 22, but, but still I'm just like, wow, no, this is like pushing the envelope for back then. It totally is. Um, a woman and a man staying in a hotel room together. Yep. They put a blanket up, but still. I mean, that's not much. Yeah. You get like somebody a different reporter catches you and you're ruined right mm -hmm. then like, everybody's gonna say that you know you left your husband or you're yeah. cheating on him or something yes. um yeah so uh totally very uh and one thing that i found fun that i like read online well not fun it was ter i mean it, it's a story <laughs> uh so the main lady uh claudette colbert um you know the scene where she lifts up her skirt and yes. in the hitchhiking scene right again um, scandalous she like refused to do it yep Respectable. they paid yeah she said that you know no lady would do this it was not ladylike mm -hmm. um and so they paid like a chorus girl to come down and do it and then she saw the chorus girl's leg and she's like that's not my leg yeah right and so then she ended up doing it yeah so they uh peeled her vanity a little bit which is this an example? It is a fun story, but it's also uh, it's also kind of steeped in the the stupid Hollywood politics of the time, which was really shitty. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I I, but I am from twenty twenty two. I'm like, show your leg, girl. Yeah, right. Like, well, I mean, you know, it. modernize this, and it's just it's kind of the scene from Euro Trip where, like, yeah, you just flash your boobs to stop a right because you know what, it gets the job done, and it in works, the end, bro. yeah, in the end, she's not sleeping with the guy. It's just whatever. Like she knows, like it's more a again, it's more of a comment on the stupidity of men, where it's just like, yes, totally. That's all it takes, bro. I showed you my lady, <laughs> my lady lunch. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, I showed you my calf, which has stockings on it. <laughs> like it's not yeah. even bare, guys. Right. Yes. <laughs> See, what was more scandalous in that way is when I mean she showed bare shoulders. That was that's mm -hmm. a big deal. Like, yeah, what the fuck? 
Um, I loved all of the innuendo, actually, to that, because I did feel like, wow, they're making a pretty sexy movie here. Yeah! And again, big fan of Frank Capra. He, uh, as good of a director as he is, he's also a victim of his time and stuff like that. So, you know, given that, though, his depictions of the female-male dynamics maybe is a little regressive but everything like the moments of community those are where it stands out like he still gets that stuff right like the whole bus ride uh when they sing the song together like that's a really cool scene um, yes uh, I agree. that and the and the poor little kid with the mom and shit like oh. those those elements are very frank capra totally totally uh, even more so than the romance story which, yeah, it's crazy. Because I've read the biography, the autobiography by Frank Capra mm-hmm. about halfway. And he talks about this movie. And, like, yeah, like, both Claudette and Clark Gable gave him shit. Like, gave him grief the whole time. Yeah, because they were like, well, you want us to do this movie. Nobody gets raped. Like, uh, there's no big action sequences. You think people are going to like this? Yeah. Like, because right. <laughs> at this time period... Yeah, like, that's what was happening in Yeah, movies. you needed sensationalism. Yeah. And, like, Clark Gable and both of them were kind of in hot water with their respective studios, so they got sent to Frank Capra, who was at Columbia at the time, which was the... That's where you sent the, you know, the actors, you know, you didn't really care about, and you kind of want to punish them, so you send them to Columbia. Frank Capra kind of single-handedly brought Columbia out of that kind of reputation because he made movies like this. and right. Um, I mean, came around and won the big five Academy Awards. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Um, what an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, let's see. So romances usually make a point of showing people change for the one they love. Do you think Peter or Ellen change over the course of their time together? And in what ways? Um, I think that Ellie, like... Um, he calls her out on being kind of the spoiled little rich girl right? in a way that maybe nobody else ever has. And it makes her check her privilege a little bit. It does. Yep. Um, so I think there's that. I think she changes in that way for sure. Um, I want to say Peter's changed, but I really feel like he's kind of the same through and through. He kind of is. Film. Like... I think at first he was looking to make money. Ah, well, there and you then go. when he had the chance to take $10,000, which is like a lot of money now. Can you yeah. imagine how much it was back then? <laughs> right. Um, he still you know, refuses. Like. He did out of principle, um, which I respected. And I don't know if he would have done that if he had just met her. It reminded me of Anastasia with, with uh, totally. Dimitri and the, <laughs> he didn't take the money. um so yeah again but it's also see another example of this thing i hate which yeah he didn't he didn't have to change yeah much at all if at all like it was all on her i hate that it was it was all on her for sure for her um you need to be more grateful you need to like (laughs) oh man you need to learn how to dunk a donut properly motherfucker really like (laughs) yeah for real don't mansplain this shit to me bro I can eat a donut however the <laughs> fuck I want. 
And those are the ones that really don't hold up because that's ridiculous. Right. Like dunking is an art. It is not. It's <laughs> You're not. dunking a fucking donut. It's not. I really want a donut now, though. Yeah, and those cake donuts too. I actually really like those. Ugh, they are good. <laughs> um, let's see. One last one. Oh, okay. <laughs> what night do you think it happened on? And what is it? Yeah, I guess that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, let's assume, like, I think the obvious would be, well, let's not go there. But no. Yeah, I, I was going to say. No, I think the obvious is the falling in love part, right? The Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it, we have identified it as being falling in love. What night do you think that they kind of officially fall in love? Because there's four nights. There's four nights. First night, they don't really like each other that much still. Not really. And there's that weird, I weird, think... clearly laid down hand moment. I hated that. Like, we're, I think it was supposed, so given what happens, like, it was supposed to be accidental, but it looks like he deliberately put his hand down to, like, grab her butt or something. And then she mm. moves it. And mm-hmm. it, it was weird because it didn't pay off. I was like, oh, I thought that was going to be a gag. And it's really inconsequential. Yeah. I think that the night that it happened, if you will, is when they have to sleep on the hay. Oh, okay. Outside. Third night. And he, Thir- fourth, fourth night. Third night. Third, third night. night. Because third it's night. before they go to that hotel where he leaves her. There we go. Uh, yep. So third okay. night, when he covers her up with his jacket, there was just a real tender moment there. I think it happened for him that night. Okay. I don't know yeah. if it happened for her that night, right. but I think that's the night it happened for him. Nice. Nice. That's, I think that I think she thought right. he was, like, attractive the whole time. Yeah. Like, I think she was like, oh. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Good pick. Thanks. Good pick. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I think that wraps them up. Yeah. Love cool. it. So that does it for my Q&A. So now we come to our favorite questions. Favorites. <laughs> so favorite performance and honorable mention. Sure. Uh, my favorite performance was Ellie played or Ellen. Heck um, yeah. She's called both uh, played by Claudette Colbert. Um, she's awesome. Yeah. She's so spunky. Oh. She took a character that's like somebody that I could hate. Yes. Yes. And made her totally bearable and fun. We did. Um, you kind of touched on how, like, she's kind of a feminist figure in some way. Like, for the most part, like, she's kind of relegated to the, the supportive, uh, female role and stuff. Yeah. But, but I. But you're right. There were there were like moments where it felt feminist. Do you did you have any in mind? Maybe. Uh, that sure. Stood out? Like I think you know, outside of knowing the story behind the hitchhiking thing, I think when she throws her leg out there Uh, that is her being like this is my body and i'm gonna use it which i think is like totally feminist and i even love how she like doesn't let him get to her too like he's totally like trying to shame her and shit like in the car ride and stuff she's like nope i just like use like you know you're just jealous basically like you know like yeah i got the job done motherfucker like you and your stupid thumb like you know yeah (laughs) i just sat here and watched you do that for 45 minutes which was pretty (laughs) funny like again there's some pretty funny scenes and that's pretty good like (laughs) with them going through the different (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and then finally like again in modern day he would have flipped the guy off but he just gets oh totally totally Yeah. Pretty um, so, yeah, that definitely felt like pretty like feminist for the time. 
her like leaving her dad on that boat and mm. going out on her own, although it right it was like done in a very comical fashion, um, still felt like oh okay she's like literally, and even her eloping in the first place yeah you to know, that guy yeah. who's kind of slimy um yes. is still like pretty feminist for that time, especially from a rich girl who like is leaving you know her money basically yeah um totally. yeah cool all right those are just some examples but. Um, I saw a lot of little pieces, you know, while absolutely. I was watching it. Um, so then favorite. Oh, honorable mention. Oh, Sorry. Honorable um, mention. Yes. Yeah, I would have to give it to Peter because he was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, played by Clark Gable. Yep. You know. Um, he was like, other than when he was being an asshole to her, he was like pretty charming. Pretty charming. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty charming. Yeah. And mm-hmm. their banter back and forth was really great. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they uh, they did have a good chemistry. Thank God, because yeah, like yeah, that would it would have been terrible otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, perfect. So then now are your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene is when the first night when they stay in that hotel. And then the people come in looking for her, and they just have this whole skit that they just yeah, do. Like I mean, they just impromptu. like did a big improv scene, <laughs> and like it could have been so creepy, right? Because yeah. he like undid some of her blouse, and he like ruffled her hair back to make it look like they had like just had sex or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, it could have been really creepy, but they didn't do it that way. They did a great job. The fake crying, the fake yes. fighting. Yes, like, and I, I love I that love she that. like she met him like and like rose the rose the stakes even like that was really yeah cool. it was yeah. great yeah I that's love fun. that scene. that's kind of the first moment they kind of connect and realize like you yeah. know what you're not so bad it's like oh you're not so bad yourself like yeah pretty cute awesome good and then uh, favorite quotation oh that's a long one <clears throat> cool. lay it on me <laughs> it's from Peter all right uh, it's when he says. Uh, and I paraphrased it. I took part of it off of it um, oh. because it was too long otherwise. Uh, but it's when they're talking about love Okay. on the last night that they have together. And he says, I've even been a sucker enough to make plans. You know, I saw an island in the Pacific once. I've never been able to forget it. That's where I'd like to take her. She'd have to be the sort of girl who'd, well, who'd jump in the surf with me and love it as much as I did. You know, nights when you and the moon and the water all become one. Hmm. You feel you're part of something big and marvelous. That's the only place to live. Where the stars are so close over your head, you can feel certain that you could reach up and stir them around. Ah. Certainly, I've been thinking about it. Boy, if I could ever find a girl who's hungry for those things. Nice. That is really romantic stuff. It's so romantic. It's so love. I'm a sucker for a good speech. Yeah. And that was a good speech. Hell yeah. And sold really well. Like, that's one thing these movies of the time period did do well. Like, nowadays we keep our monologues pretty short most of the time. Um, But, man, they loved a good monologue. And, man, they had the, the leading men to deliver them. And women. But, you know, yeah. Yes, totally, totally. It feels like something that nowadays, like, we only get to see stuff like this in a play, right? Right, right. Because <laughs> in plays, like, you still have those long points of talking. But in movies, you're right. Everything's sort of shortcut, shortcut, shortcut. Yeah. We don't. We want the one-liners. We want the Avengers. <laughs> Attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. Um, awesome. And now, uh, would you rewatch or recommend? Um... 
I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a once is a good amount yeah, time. Definitely. Um, but I probably would recommend it to uh people who I think would enjoy it, right? Yeah. Um, and it is like cool that it's the you know the screwball comedy, like the first ever one of those, which led into rom coms. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see like the storylines that we've seen in new movies, like probably sort of where it originated. You know. Right. I mean, Bugs Bunny came from this movie like did you read about that that's so weird okay so bugs bunny is inspired by three characters and elements from this movie so first of all there's that shapely guy on the fucking bus who (laughs) it's so annoying (laughs) Uh, and like this and that and and he called clark gable's character doc a few times it's like oh sorry about that doc there's that there is Clark Gable eating the carrot and talking, fast talking while doing so. Oh my god, he was totally obsessed with those carrots. Yep. And, uh, shit. And then, uh, one, oh. Oh, it had more to do with uh, the father character's maybe uh, inspiration for Yosemite Sam or something that's hmm. less, less tied to Bugs Bunny. But interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. So that is really interesting. So, but you're right. This says it has an interesting historical um, place. Yeah. So, in that way, I would probably recommend it to some people, but not to everyone. Right. And similar to like the other film, obviously, this is in black and white and it's a different setting, but like the shots are really nice. Oh, like, yeah. they did a really good job filming it. Like, really it's beautiful. Well done. Like, yeah. Again, like Frank Capra, end of the that day. That part like, really holds up, right? And yeah. you can't say that about a lot of movies from that time. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing is a lot of them, like, like, right, they don't have the impact that this one does in that way. Um, Frank Capra, he was a master. And here's the thing. I, I said it's like he, you know, this one has its problems, but he was always good. And then he got better. Like, so yeah. this was this was pretty early in his career. And then come to mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, forget about Which it. Which is like 10 years later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I'm sad that I gave you this one because maybe not the best Frank Capra, but I'll have another Frank Capra for you probably next season. That is a lot better. So excellent. That's awesome. Um, And with that in mind, how many stars out of five stars would you give this movie? It happened one night. I would give it two and a half stars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Give it. I would probably, yeah, go more two. uh, like it just, yeah. Yeah, two, two and a half somewhere. I feel like a half star for just like all of the the cool shit that I learned, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But definitely, yeah. Perfect. Two and a half out of stars. Not bad. Middle of the road, folks. Middle of the road. Middle of the road on the bus. Nice and short, too. It doesn't overstay its welcome. No, not at all. And it moves along pretty nicely. It does. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our two movies. So now I think it's time to talk about the movie connection. Yeah. (laughs) So what connections, if any, were you able to find between Pride and Prejudice and It Happened One Night? Sure. Um, Both female leads are very stubborn. (laughs) And that's pointed out to them by their love interests. Yeah. Um, The father-daughter relationship... Uh, oh, yeah. Dad encouraging the daughter to marry for love. Mm-hmm. Like that happens in both. Nice. Uh, both movies show class in society. Yeah. Um, both movies show distinct time periods, um, like Depression era versus Regency. Yeah. Re- I guess. Yeah. 
Um, and then both male characters have trouble expressing their emotions. <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's yeah, the leading <laughs> men in particular are kind of the big connective tissue here. Um, totally. I kind what of feel the same way about both of them. We're just like, you guys are assholes. Both have an almost kiss moment. Yes. Um, and what's funny is 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 in it happened one night they don't kiss. Crazy. How weird. Yeah, yeah I didn't even notice, yeah. but you're right. We hear the trumpet, so we know what's about to happen. Yeah. But <laughs> I love again, like man, what I mean, you're ending on that. I mean, people are gonna go home and be thinking about Clark Gable and Claudette getting it on. I guess it was a big deal too that he had a shirtless scene ah, in this. Yes, which led to this is kind of a stupid story, but they make a point of it. <laughs> uh, it led to uh, less shirt sales in America. Big whoop. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, both depict pretty outdated portrayals of male-female relationships. Yep. We've said as much, and both couples appear to loathe, or at the least, or at the very least, hold each other in contempt, only to end up together in the end. And I think they both make mention of, like, prejudice and stuff. You're yeah. prejudiced. I think he has said, and it happened one night. I was like, oh, weird. Um, awesome. Yep. There you go. Well, there's those connections, you know. Uh, now it's time for our recommendations. Recommendations. Um, I'm going to start uh, because mine's really short and simple because it's not, you know... <sighs> I'd love to recommend the Book of Boba Fett, but I can't in good conscience. Um, it's just not that good, folks. Like, it's fine, but it's just kind of there. But what I will recommend is if you're a fan of The Mandalorian, go ahead and watch just episode five of Book of Boba Fett because it's pretty much just a follow-up to season two of Mandalorian. Yeah, you're welcome. I think that episode was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend it. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. Hell yeah. Uh, my recommendation is Jamie Oliver. He's oh, a chef. Yeah. He's an awesome chef. Um, he has a website. He always has healthy, delicious meals. Um, and on his Instagram, his son has like a mini channel. <laughs> um, and his name is Buddy. And oh. he does Buddy's Cooking with Kids. Oh, and my God. They're like so fucking cute. And he <laughs> always is like, a kid can make this whole meal. They don't need a grown-up's help. Um, and so he's, like, getting kids into cooking, which I think is so cute. That's cute. So That's cute. cute. Uh, but, yeah, all of his recipes are really good. And he's all about, like, trying to be healthy but also enjoying your food. So, so check him out. Check out Jamie Oliver and check out Buddy's Cooking for Kids, I guess. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Great deal. Well, folks, if you have recommendations of your own, you can send those our way at our email. Movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. You know, we've also got an Instagram that you can follow us on at the movie connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. And we've got a Facebook. We you know, feel free to give us a rate and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That would be most Check appreciated. Us out. Um, I do frequent, I watch a lot of movies and drop reviews on Letterboxd all the time, so check that out. And with all of that out of the way, it is time, the moment you've been waiting for, the movie assignments for next week. Awesome. So Casey, I'm going to have you watch a movie that came out pretty recently, um, and I believe it won Best Picture. Uh, Moonlight. Moonlight. 
Moonlight's awesome. Moonlight. I'm really excited. Beautiful movie. This is a movie that I wanted to watch forever, and I just haven't. Oh, perfect. So, like, I'm so excited that it's that it's happening because <laughs> yeah. it has been on my list for a really long time. Really good movie. Um, awesome. I am assigning you an older movie, Ooh. but also good. Uh, Love and Basketball. Is this a '90s movie? It is. Oh, buddy. sweet. All right. So we got I '90s. I think it's definitely at, like maybe '98. Okay. All right. Love and Basketball. And I've heard of this movie. It like. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty stoked to, to oh, watch it. Oh, it's 2000. 2000? Oh, okay. Yeah, Almost, damn. almost a 90s movie. I thought it was a night. I mean, it was probably filmed, filmed in, in the, the 90s. 90s. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I'm excited. I haven't watched it in a long time, but this was, like, one of my first ever, like, romance, rom-com-esque, because it's not really not rom-com. A rom-com. It's definitely more, more of a drum drum. Yeah. <laughs> drum Definitely, Yeah. Totally. Nice. Uh, but I really liked this movie a lot, so I'm excited to uh, rewatch it and see if it holds up. <laughs> yeah, and I know I think there's a lot of really good actors in it too, so I'm stoked to see what they got. Is Omar Epps in it? Oh, anyway, we'll find out. Um, awesome. Well, definitely check that out, folks. Uh, we hope you'll tune in next week. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, stay safe. And uh, oh, and it is Valentine's week, so hey, happy Happy ha- Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day to ya! And if you're single, good treat for you. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> nice. All right, awesome. everybody. Ta ta for now.